Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remembered that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Uh, welcome to I haven't mean to, uh, uh, wait, hold on. Let me try it again. Uh, hey everybody. Welcome to Ivan. Ivan. Uh, <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. You're doing a drink hold thing. You're doing a drink I just like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I just need, I need, I need something to like help me like get into it a little more. I'm gonna open this uh, sprite. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it may mean nothing to y'all. <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> <laughs> like my face is like coming apart <laughs> like, with all this sprite. Uh. <laughs> but hey, everybody, welcome to I've Been Mean to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm first name Andrew, second name Lee, greatest. I'm Stanley Stizzy, Philippe. <laughs> uh, I'm Kevin, last name Chestnut. Ah, yeah, there you go. It's uh, Kevin Chestnut's here. Returning <laughs> favorite. Uh, you know, Drake, aficionado, Drake fan still. We're going to like find out a little more. Um, Where do I stand? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do an episode here on Drake's Take Care. Uh, one of his totemic albums an album i remember from my youth a lot like very well Ooh. um but let's because we talked to kevin first before we've gotten his like history with drake uh before uh let's start with stenley where what is your drake history what is your drake appreciation you're a canadian guy you like you seem the and you've you've mentioned him and stuff like that so where are you at with him yeah, so I, I want to tell a quick story. So when I was in, I think it was 2008, it must, or 2009, yeah. I think it was, we're at a party. It was an 80s uh, hip-hop throwback night in Toronto, and we're just having a time. Like, it's an amazing jam. And then the DJ goes, all right, we're going to introduce this guy from Toronto. His name is Drake. And everyone booed <laughs> because we just, because it's Toronto, and we just wanted to hear the DJ spin classic 80s um rap hip-hop r&b so we booed this kid from toronto drake replacement girl drake who were like who cares about this guy and then i think it was about three months later a little mixtape called so far gone dropped and we're all like fuck <laughs> why would we boo our guy who's about <laughs> to take over music so that was my my first ever interaction with drake was me booing him at a club in Toronto. <laughs> you were the, you participated. Yeah, of course. You were like, no, guys, give him a chance. Like, like <laughs> But since that day, I mean, it's been amazing having, you know, one of ours be the spokesperson for hip hop music. Maybe not hip hop culture, but certainly hip hop music. So uh, I'm a fan of Drake. Uh, I like earlier Drake way better than newer Drake. For multiple reasons, um, but we could talk about that later. But yes, Drake definitely the goat of certain things. 
<laughs> what 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 things are what would you say that is? Yeah, so I, I think I think he and Taylor Swift have done the exact same thing, which is figure out how to create a space in a uh, popular genre music and just uh, maximize exposure, uh, talent, uh, hype, hoopla, social media, and really make this this corporation that is them. Like like Taylor Swift is a corporation onto herself. Drake is a corporation onto himself. And it's like he can literally, it's like he said, a blank CD, he can sell that and people would buy it. You know what I mean? So... So he's created this like real ambiance around like him. Tang. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great reference. <laughs> <laughs> for for multiple reasons, great reference. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so so yeah, so I so I think he's just like the guy that did what many um, hip hop artists weren't able to do. Many artists, period, aren't able to do is just make their brand so um, industry proof. Like nothing can happen that can destroy Drake. Just like nothing can happen that can destroy Taylor. You know, so that's where he's really excelled. Where are you with Drake now? Like just like you said you like old Drake better, but where are you with Drake now? Like let's let's jump ahead before we look back. So. Yeah. So so now it's like I I listen to every Drake album that drops. Like 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 I have to listen to his music. It's just formulaic. He's McDonald's. Like I, I, I love a, I love a Big Mac until I have the Big Mac. Then I realize, oh shit, this shit isn't really good for me. It's not eating no substance, and then I regret it. And then within two weeks, I'm like, I need, I'm loving it. Within two weeks, I'm like, I need that fix. It's like a chicken yes. Big Mac, you know? It's yes, like- <laughs> I'm right back to it. So, so where I'm at now, it's like Drake just doesn't do anything that's so um, outside of his realm that makes me kind of excited. But I, I, by listen to his projects, mm. I think they're all solid. It's just not excitable anymore. Yeah, he's like, um, he's like the difference between like uh, uh, Steve Jobs and Tim Cook, mm. where like when Tim, Tim Cook, I'm when joking. Steve Jobs, <laughs> Tim Apple, yeah, that guy, <laughs> when Tim, like when Steve Jobs died, like everything he made was an event, like the iPhone and like iPad, like like, and even his failures were still exciting, and he drummed up excitement, and now like. Drake's albums are like iOS updates. <laughs> You're just kind of like, just kind of like, yes. We we made the camera a little better. USB C this time. You know, it's kind of like uh, okay. Well, maybe like, not. Well, maybe it's I like, didn't make the camera. Maybe it's the yeah. same, or it's, it, yeah. maybe it's worse. Yeah. Who knows? Drake, we don't know. Drake Drake is Derek Zoolander. It's like it's the same look, and we all yeah. fall for it. <laughs> it's a good look. It's a winning look. A winning look. Yeah. So, Kevin, like, you're on our previous episode uh, on Drake. Being and, on the right side of history, by uh, the way. Where, where are you at? <laughs> <Being on the laughs> right. yeah, yeah. I knew people would catch up finally. Yeah, so where are you now with uh, Drake? You seem to – I remember when Her Loss came out and that Megan the Stallion – that dumb, corny bar about Megan yes. the Stallion came out. You're really upset Absolutely. about that. Um, but where are you with him now? Um, you know, Megan moved on with her life, so I eventually listened to the album a few weeks ago, and it's okay. It's fine. It's something to listen to. There's a few like joints that I'll like keep going back to, um, but uh, like I'm not as familiar with the project as I would be, if, you know, under normal circumstances. Um, but you know, I'm still a, I'm still a big fan. I'm not uh, going out to the tour or anything and 
throwing bras on the stage. It's all a blur. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. See, I didn't even know the name of the tour. Um, <laughs> I, didn't even know the name of the tour. I won't. Yo, can we quick, quick, quick sidebar, Kevin, for the tour? Has anyone seen Twenty One Savage on this tour? No. It, uh, this is news to me that he's there. Like he's so. he's a co-headliner, and I've seen no clips, <laughs> no mentions of what he's done on. Like what? Yes, it's yeah. it's no, Drake no and Twenty One. Yeah, it was like kind of like the th- same thing with the project, though. Like Drake yeah, was yeah, the, that the was the guy reason we were there. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> like, he's just so. you just come in when you can, Twenty One, and then I'll take it from. They're here to yeah. see me. They're here to yeah. See- yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how it has to be sometimes. Yeah, it, it definitely. Now that you mention that, it it definitely wasn't as fifty fifty as the future mm-hmm. project was. It felt I don't know maybe because Drake was at a different point in his career, and um, him and Future were closer in stature at that point. Even though he was obviously above, but they were closer than where he and Twenty One are mm-hmm. presently. So maybe that was a little bit of that. But yeah, now that you mentioned it. I don't like even the song was like the twenty one. Yeah. You do so, like I don't, I don't know what twenty one says on that. Like yeah. I can tell you how he starts his verse or <laughs> he does it. He says twenty one. He says twenty one at one he point. Does. You know, he does. yeah, that, yeah. That, it's like it's like Drake <laughs> baked in. Like Drake asks the question like twenty one. Can you do something for me? And then he realized no, you can't. No, you can't do anything. He's for like me. he's like he's like no, you actually can't do anything for me. Twenty one. So you just sit this one out. We'll put you on. <laughs> <laughs> on Apple and Spotify, but you're actually not on this thing. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, yeah, it, it's kind of funny how things move in music, and it's particularly with rap. Whereas in 2014 or 15, when 21 Savage was first coming out, it was like, wait, what the hell is this? I can't listen to this mumble rap, mumble jumble, blah blah blah. And he's he's here. And then this next group of people come out and then another crop of people come out and it just keeps getting pushed further. And then when you look back at the 21 Savage, it's like, oh, that wasn't that crazy. <laughs> totally. <laughs> or like when you look back at like the Migos, people were like outraged when the Migos was like, I don't want to hear any of that. Uh, that ain't hip hop. Mm-hmm. To the top, top, for the top. <laughs> pop. Then the bang, bang, boogie, the up, jump, the boogie, <laughs> and the rhythm and the boogie, the B. That ain't the hip hop. Uh, yeah, so, but like now it's like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, the Mega or really just Quavo or and or Offset mm-hmm. doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's not that, it's not that strange to hear, like, oh, like I heard a, a new Quavo song on the radio. All right, cool. You know, this is, this is why, I mean, hip hop 40 years, the, the reason why hip hop grew up so quickly is because at the beginning the lines were so basic which was great it's like yeah. i went to the store and bought some milk and then i went back home and cleaned my sink and then it's just like yeah. it's the best <laughs> kind of storytelling where it's like hey just tell me about it's like therapy sessions where you're just like tell me about my, your day well it didn't feel good so i went to bed and i decided to shower and shower <laughs> my head and it's just all the same you know what i mean the same bars. thing that's bars, bars. straight bars whereas now it's so yeah you're right like in 2015 when that mumble rap first started it was like a shock to the system and now if you listen back they are like the 80s that that 21 savage 2015 you're right it's it's just like he's storytelling in the 80s and the 2023 stuff i mean i'm too old to really get it get it (laughs) so maybe that's what it is too maybe i'm like i'm just so old i'm like i don't understand what you're trying to say Well, speaking of in one ear and out the other, Drake, <laughs> the subject of today. <laughs> bars, bars. I like, I, I legit like sent like uh, Kevin and Stanley my Drake rating and like 
um, this one, take care. And uh, the uh, nothing was the same are in the B tier and the rest are Brutal. in C tier. <laughs> it's like really like and Kevin was like, this awful. is awful. <laughs> like This awful. is unacceptable. <laughs> so like just like a brief like kind of just like um, so like Drake has like a plus S tier songs. Mm-hmm. He does not have. A plus S tier projects. Aside from, you could debate this. You could debate nothing was the same. You could debate um, what's it called? The uh, if you're reading this, it's too yeah, late. Time was like yeah. <laughs> love is melodramatic titles, um, but like it's like like I don't think I could put him anywhere near the goat category because if you don't have projects you can like revisit over and over again you know it's like it's like it's like i don't know more life is so disposable aside from like a few tracks i really like like it's so like um i just like couldn't and like couldn't even put him near that category per se but like i i guess i appreciate him like making himself a brand but it's also like it's he's so like it's not even that he's like so the other thing is like he's so weird now. Like that's the other problem. <laughs> like he's su- such a strange man, and it's like very, um, it it does like you know like in Succession where like uh, um, Kendall says to Roman like you're not a real person. <laughs> it feels like that now. It just feels like he's like optimized a bunch of like catchphrases and like you know like someone put on like a. Uh, like a Jamaican patois on top of what was already established. And it's like, so optimized, you know, like that, like I don't relate to it. I don't connect with it at all. And then also, but also he's like so rich that he's so strange now. He can't even like relate to it anymore. So it's like, that's really it. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's like, uh, I was watching, we're watching dope sick. It's this show on, on Disney plus. Uh, and it's about the, um, opioid crisis uh and oxycontin and it's like when you are so addicted to something it's sometimes you just lose your sense of reality and i think that drake first i should say like when you talk about the jamaican patois and some of like like views and more life toronto is a very caribbean infused city so so when you think about drake and his his roots he does have that exposure to be just being by in, in Toronto. So sometimes you think like, oh, it's coming across as like copying a style or taking, but it's really just that that Toronto real influence that's that permeates through his records uh, throughout his career. So I just want to say that for for to defend Drake, the, the Canadian, uh, there's a real <laughs> that Caribbean flavor is synonymous with Toronto life and culture. Yeah, so like my th- my thoughts are pretty boring. Like, what are your like? Um, but what are your guys's like uh, about this album? Where were you when this album came out? You both seem to have like been around <laughs> when this was coming out and stuff like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just you know hanging, doing my thing. I, I made parodies of a few of these songs. Uh, actually, like uh, headlines, I know I did for sure. Um, I did uh, make me proud with Nicki Minaj. Uh, I, I, I know, I know for sure. Oh, I did hell yeah, fucking right because I did. I did like a Fresh Prince thing on it where I didn't really like change the lyrics that much. I just put Fresh Prince intro over top of it and kind of just <laughs> you know kind of like stretch it out, stretch it out a little bit. Um, I wish I had all of this stuff. It just it's just gone. And there was another one I did. Uh, um, 
I think, because I did the uh, Polinko, Polinko, Polinko. Oh, that was the headlines. Oh, yeah, that was the headlines one. When I did the one about Polinko. <laughs> anyway, I was very into, uh, yeah, I was very much into internet culture and uh, YouTubing um, at the time. So I was very involved with this album when it came out. It was extremely popular. <laughs> What's Polinko? It's a <laughs> game, and, uh, and the price is right. Rest in peace to uh, Bob Barker. Yeah. Um, our king. Oh. Um, but it's one of the games and one of the most popular games where you just drop. There's like this little uh, token and you put it in the top of the Polinko machine and it kind of like dances its way down. And whichever like money amount or thing, you know, it falls on. You're trying to like aim at like the hundred dollar thing or two hundred. I don't know. I don't watch prices right anymore, even though I live across around the corner from CBS. Um, but uh, yeah, you just drop you just drop it in there, basically. And, and the song, the whole song was just about. Playing Polinko. Polinko, 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 <laughs> Polinko. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. So honestly, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I say all that to say I was very involved with this album when it came out. <laughs> oh, Practice. Practice. I also made a parody. I made an Allen Iverson parody with Practice. <laughs> <laughs> what that he needed more of it or something no or there's like... a very i know it's because you're not into sports but there's this uh-huh. very famous al narverson video where he's uh where um they're asking him about practice because he was skipping out on practice and he was like practice practice <laughs> we keep talking about practice oh yeah i do i do remember this yeah. like yeah like my oh, older brother so is super good. into sports yeah. and stuff like that so, so I that that, that. I, ba- <laughs> I made it because the song was called practice obviously so it was like it lent itself right to it <laughs> Oh, you know, Kevin, Kevin, you have to send that video. That's hilarious. Uh-huh. I will because that practice was one that I actually like. Polinko, obviously, I couldn't make a video for, but I know I've made a video to to uh, 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 to practice. Uh, that's so <laughs> that funny. <for> sure. <laughs> like, um, so like my like thing at the time uh, was so it was like 2011. I was in I was a senior in high school. And I was like in like theater classes. I, I think I was in like a play or something like that. And you know, like uh, when like the teacher's gone and like the kids just start singing like kind of songs, just that are like they like just like they're popular. Like one of the songs that like they all just like kept like you know hitting the desk and scene was like he's climbing through your window, he's snatching your people up, like all those like hey, these high schoolers hey, and stuff like that. that I remember that auto tune the news era. Yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, Kevin, by the way, if you were behind that. Like, if you somehow, like... I wish. Um, I wish. I would yeah, be you wouldn't, so You wouldn't far... be talking to us, you know, first of all. No, absolutely not. I would have so much YouTube money. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. I couldn't imagine. You ghost wrote for that song with Quentin Miller or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <He's> like... right? <laughs> so, I started this... My my last YouTube channel, I started it um, in 2011. So... Like all that stuff was happening all at one time, and I got my first million view video in 2011. Wow! I got probably like two thousand dollars from that one video. So if I was making YouTube the new, like I would be gone, <laughs> gone, <Wow>. gone, <laughs> gone. <laughs> so I remember like kids singing that song over and over and over, and then I remember people singing this song. Like this song was like the motto yeah. by Drake. And they would sing the like, oh my God, Becky, her look butt. at her hey. butt. That part and the like 
almost drowned in a pussy, so I swam into her butt. And I didn't like really understand at the time, like fully, <laughs> like the context of that. Like obviously, I knew what those yeah. were, but like it was like, <laughs> like it's like really, it's really disgusting and really funny. But like it's so, I, so this was everywhere, headlines everywhere. Like, um, is I remember also this is the time where like Childish Gambino's camp released the same day, oh. and it was like kind of funny to think like, oh, another like. Uh, Kanye Wayne hybrid like releasing at the same time you know it's like so it's like and like I remember loving that album and like obviously this is aged better than that but like um the yeah, we still bang bonfire yeah bonfire is pretty cool but like uh like um <laughs> like but like this is aged better and stuff and like uh so I remember being kind of resentful of Drake oh this guy like take you to the spot uh that's where how, that's how that goes <laughs> I want to hear someone talk about Asian girls <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not my alley you know uh, so I remember that and then just like um yeah, I was always comparing it to that. And then, like, I just, like, mostly listened to Childish Gambino instead mm. of this. And then, um, yeah, he's always just kind of been in the background, like how most people <laughs> enjoy his music. Like, it's always, mm. like, his career has been in the background of my life. Yeah. And, like, nowadays, I've been appreciating, like, what it was, like, this era, and nothing was the same. And I actually really like Certified Lover Boy. I think that's a great album. I think, like, it's obviously too long, but it's like, yeah, there's some really wonderful songs on that album and stuff. So like, I've been enjoying it more and more. And I like, I gotta say this album's pretty wonderful. It's pretty great. So <laughs> who, to- who told you? Who told you? I was the- ringing the bell for uh, CLB when it came out. I was like, I actually just had an argument about CLB the other day, but that's for another episode. Hope- hopefully not. Hopefully we never do a CLB episode. We should. Because, we, we definitely oh. should. Because that album is wildly underrated. <laughs> wildly. Uh, no, I think there's I some, like again, just, there's some great stuff. There's it was, like, it's, just, it's rated. It's properly rated. Yep, it's just rated. It's right where yeah. it needs to be. Yeah, it's properly rated. Oh, uh, no, man. It's, it, there's there's some like serious joints on that album. Like I still listen to Race My Mind all the time. And that song with Tim's. Like I, oh, I listen to those songs still. Uh, and that's like two albums ago i don't know drake puts out so much music a ridiculous amount of music honestly it feels it feels like too much even for a fan L- listening to this <laughs> album uh on headlines and he's like i just take my time with all this shit i still believe in that and and yeah. i think that now he's gonna drop his fourth album in like two years and it's like yeah. he does not believe in taking his time anymore. Like it's just no, no. product, 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 product all the time. He walks. Get this shit he out. walks in the studio and he was like, "What if I went like, ma, 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 and then he like yeah. walks out, like yeah. he leaves." Where where were you in 2011? Like where were you 2011 when yeah, this I mean, came out? I was I was probably at a club somewhere when it came out. Um, but no, like this is again, this is this is for us in Toronto. I mean, we had like Cardinal Fishel, like massive hey, artist hey, um, chaos who's my favorite toronto mc of all time like there are there were <laughs> yes right like just amazing <laughs> shit but what drake did for us it made us be like we always copied american culture uh well, well specifically black american culture or african-american culture but this was a time where we we're like oh now america is following us and we have the guy that you're following so yeah. take care was the album that we're like, okay, we can actually stand up because Thank Me Later was really good. It wasn't good enough to be like, yes, you're the guy. 
But Take Care was like, no, now he is the guy. Because it was just hits on hits on hits. He had Rihanna on this thing, Nikki, Kendrick was on this thing, yeah. Andre 3000, The Weeknd. And then it's like The Weeknd, who's another Toronto guy. Like it was, it made us feel so proud. He made us proud. He made Aww. us proud. And, and so where I was, was just super proud that Team Canada was being represented by Drake and Team America was loving Drake as much as we love Drake. You know, so so wow. that was a really it was a really cool moment. However, watching that video, Andrew, that you told me to watch that YouTube video, it makes me rethink everything I felt about, oh, wow. <laughs> about Drake <laughs> and his role in the in the commodification of hip hop and losing the art because now we're losing. Like hip hop culture is losing. And and then that guy made a point of like Drake being at the center of this this loss and and maybe we were too hyped about our guy that we weren't thinking about the culture enough to protect the culture the magical culture so so anyway so but this album i mean on its own without all the other kind of periphery stuff it is an s tier perfect it's a perfect album like i don't know what more we want from this it, for me, it's a per- minus one track. It is a perfect album. I, I just want to say that while I do appreciate Drake, I appreciate a lot of these songs were big hits. Man, I listened to this album and I was like, this shit is boring. This shit is like so like, what? oh my God, how can I get through this? This is, I guess, emotionally vulnerability <laughs> is boring. Like, oh, you. Jesus. Like, no, it's like some of the songs are just so slow. It's like cameras and like, I'm like, oh, Cameras is rough. Like, like cameras, that one's a rough I can't one. Get, uh, Jesus, yeah, it's just a lot of the songs were a little too slow, but not like slow in a good way, like an R and B slow, like a uh, I don't know, like take a shot from me. Like that's a good version of a slower song. But some of the songs were just like droning on, and it was just like, oh Jesus! Wow. I, re- I remember skipping right over this, <laughs> skipping right over top of this. <laughs> I certainly have to, this is a nightmare for me, like in terms of like as a music reviewer, this album is really tough because there's so much like, and like, I, I was like kind of panicking before this recording. I was like, ah! I was like trying to like write all my thoughts for all these songs. Um, but yeah, it's like, um, I certainly have to listen to this in two sittings, two or more sittings, like, or on a long drive, like to my, like to the gym or something like that. Like the ride there, ride back is like pretty good. But also like yeah. a few, some of the songs, like there's so many hit songs on this album that some of the songs you can just skip out. Like I don't need to hear headlines ever again. Like I've heard it so many times or Marvin's room, you know, like hell yeah, hell yeah. Fucking right. Like, you know, it's good. It's fun to revisit those songs and, and whatnot, but if it, it almost feels like they never left <laughs> because they just were just mm. a part of, culture and that's the it's point, always right? it's like a, a michael jackson out like you know like thriller or something you know we're just like it's just this is just hits we're only going to put hits on this and but that's <laughs> but that's the point i mean this is what i'm saying why this is like a perfect album because it is just that the reason why you don't want to listen to headlines is because headlines was so big and so good crew love was so good take care marvin's room was everything was so good that you listen to it non-stop and now to revisit it it may feel like Oh yeah, it's boring because you've heard headlines a million one times, but you literally did a video about headlines or a parody about I headlines did. for a reason, yeah, right? Like because it was yeah. so good. So 
Palinko, Palinko, Palinko. Yeah. And he did a great one. Like, Palinko. And, and you loved Palinko so yes. much. That was the other yes. part. Yeah, like, like, song to it. So good. Can we just quickly say RIP Bob Barker? And I saw a tweet where someone said, of course, Bob Barker died at 99. Like, he died the closest age you can to 100 without going 200, over. yeah. Over. Yep. And that's I thought so I thought perfect. So I like, so like, good. That's a good tweet. Yeah, it's so yeah, good. So let's go, let's go through themes of this record a little bit. Let's talk about what this album is about. Uh yeah, like who wants to who wants to start with it's that? about Alicia, Katia, and every other girl that he fucked <laughs> in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> it's about love, man. It's about his his love life. And and this is what made Drake really interesting, is because you were all like, Well, who's Alicia? Who's Katia? Like he's name dropping these girls, and he's hurt. Like he's hurt that he's so famous and yet he's still being pumped. <laughs> By all of these girls in Toronto and everywhere else, in Atlanta and Houston, Vegas, wherever else he's been. So I think I think love and and the search for love in in this kind of celebrity world is a big theme here. Um, before we go back, before we go fully into the themes, I want to just say because I'm looking at the album cover now, and I, I I forgot that I used to think this, but I remember when it first came out, and I thought he was holding a, a like a chicken wing. Like a, a drumstick. I always, I always thought it was a, until did I. Actually, you do a, did you do a parody cover of that, Kevin? I you irreverent person. I, I, I did not, but. You should have. You would have like, it, been it so always, rich. I should have. I really should have. I really should have. But when the album came out and I got to see a, like a closer look of it, you know, picture quality wasn't the same in 2011 as it is in 2023. You know, we're not in a digital camera. You age couldn't anymore. say caught in 4K back then. It wasn't allowed. Yeah. Like. No, you were not caught in 4K because 4K did not exist. <laughs> caught in 144P. Yeah. <laughs> a- absolutely. That's where, yeah. You, Super buffered. <laughs> you, could, you couldn't put out a YouTube video longer than 10 minutes uh, back then. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, I, always, I, I just remember always thinking that that was a drumstick that he was holding. And then I remember getting the album and I'm like, oh, that's a bird. It's a oh. Guy. It's a burger. Like, this is, yeah, it's a, but like, it's a hamburger. <laughs> He's at a dinner table. He's at a dinner table. Okay. He's at a dinner table. It's not that far fetched. just confused about the type of food he was eating. Yeah. It's like, that was the problem. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, theme is, yeah. So, that's a big theme. Um, yeah. It's like kind of like, <laughs> like that Kevin uh, thought he was eating a chicken a huge wing. Theme. Like, oh, chicken wing. Uh, <laughs> like, it's like I do think it's like um, so a lot of it's like him paying tribute and getting approval from these legendary figures in hip hop and also the underground kings, too. And then like collecting them like infinity stones. And there's like this like, you know, there's like Stevie Wonder. There's like, you know, uh, Just Blaze, you know, back in that previous album where he had like that uh, uh, that Kanye uh, beat down it and stuff like that, and like Andre and Lil Wayne. Can I get? Like, let me get a let me give a hot take. Let me yeah. get my hot take off. Uh, I think it's a great beat. <laughs> I, Kanye was trying to sabotage Drake's career. He didn't want Drake to succeed. That's why I he gave him that I, beat. I absolutely think that's no, true. No, it's a great song. <laughs> that beat's fire. That beat's amazing. Hey, hey, beat, hey! The song is incredible. Drake saved it. Drake, Drake is so good yeah. that he made that good. That beat is terrible. Like wow. just listen to the beat by itself. That beat is so ass. It's not done. It's, it's like all da, grainy da, sounding. Da, da, and this was da, 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 before da, 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 Jesus. Oh, it's so good. So good. What yeah. are we talking yeah. about, like, Kevin? 
Come that on. That beat is awful. That beat is absolutely trash. Okay, I'll stop derailing the conversation. Yeah, there, there's like, like Stevie Wonder. He's like He got Andre. He got like uh, Lil Wayne, all these folks on it. And like... There's like um there's like this aw like uh the FD signifier video. There is like an it feels like there's an aw shucks, I'm just happy to be here quality to it. Like that's very endearing and sweet. But at the end of the album with the uh, what's it called? Like um the ride, he's like, Hey, just kidding, I'm actually nothing like you. I'm way better. I like I like have so many girlfriends. I blow six million dollars <laughs> just for fun. I bought a girl new tits and stuff like that. It's like, just kidding, I'm actually not relatable at all. <laughs> like, you know, it's like secretly. That's right. As he should as he should. But he kind of tricks you with like this soft, soft boy. But he kind of tricks you with like, you know, like soft for me and like the first song. He's kind of like reflective and like damn, I can't believe I'm famous. This is so cool. I work so hard. You know, my mommy loved me. My uncle loved me. That's pretty <laughs> cool. And then at the end, it's like, he like, it's like the seeds of like that weird, like, uh, what's it called? Like, um, Patrick Bateman-esque character he's like now become. He's like, is like kind of like, you see the seeds here too. Also. Yeah, I think I, I think the, the, the title is really revealing here, right? So take hey, take care. Like I think Drake, Drake realized like so far gone just came out of nowhere and was so big. And then thank me later. I mean he was so really I guess prophetic in the way that he's like, oh, can you thank me later for this body of work because I know you're not gonna like it right now because it's not exactly where I, it needs to be because I don't know. Like I'm still I'm still Blackberry Drake at the freestyle where I'm like reading things out to Funk Flex, right? That that's still that Drake. Right. And thank me later, but take care. He went away and he did his job. Him and Forty were like, "All right, what do we got to do first? We are the only ones that can do this R and B rap bounce around thing." So check. So he, we are the only ones that can do this like Wayne access, Nicki access because we have this backing of Young Money, and then we can also get you know all types of emotions through this album that will resonate to as many people as possible. So let's just take our time and take care and do that. And then at the end, we could say, fuck you all. You fell for it with the ride. And it worked. Like, it's exactly, <laughs> it's exactly what he did. He got his singles. He got his emotional one. He got the best features in Kendrick and 3000, which, and the Kendrick one we need to talk about. I mean, I mean, not, not their, not their best work, but the best ones you can get. Like looking back to see, I forgot that Kendrick was on this and that, 3000 was on he this, right? So like different. to have Honestly. those guys, so different. But to have those guys on this album, it, it gives it a certain quality because you're like, oh shit, yes. Drake acknowledged that what we know now is that these are the two guys that are the best. They are the goats. He had the goats on this album. It's just that like he wasn't the goat on the album, if you, if you know what I mean. So yeah, so yeah, so I so I think that the 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 take care part is a huge theme here of him trying to manipulate and massage his career from Toronto kid to hip hop phenom and, and realizing that if he fucked this one up, like none of this would have happened. None of the Drake that we know now would have happened. So this was the album yeah. that had to, he had yeah. to get right. And he got right. He got it really right. It's like he had to take care that this album was it. And then also like um, the other, like, you know, if we're talking about the title, it's like uh, in the song, take care. It's like this mutual, care for each other and it's also like in the and look what you done is like how his these parental figures cared for him and then it's also like 
take care as in goodbye, you know, like, Ta-ta. bye bitches. <laughs> like, Ta-ta. yeah, you know, my, you know, my real life. Ta-ta. <laughs> yeah. So it's like kind of that too. So, um, Kevin, what do you think are some themes of this album? Um, Besides, so, like, it looked like a chicken wing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, s- s- sadness is the overarching theme, I think, of the album. But, I mean, that's a lot of the early Drake themes. But also a lot of, um, what would they call it? Um, like, Dirty Mackin went into this album, which I feel like he doesn't Dirty Mac as much as he used to. But, like, Marvin, Marvin's Room is just a Dirty Mac song. He's just, like, tell, I don't care if you with him. You need to tell, you can do better. You can do better. <laughs> like, you know, he's just Dirty Mackin yeah. on this guy. For no no apparent reason, he's just calling this girl constantly throughout the night. She's not answering the phone. So he's leaving creepy voicemails, hating on her boyfriend just for no reason at all. So one of the big themes of the album for me is just uh, Dirty Mac. It a lot. There's a few. There's a few Dirty Mac songs on here. Marvin's Room being just the most notable um, of those because that was all the song was about at all. Um, yeah, I mean, it just felt sad boy era. For, for me, uh, outside of like, you know, the singles, the big, the big singles. Um, but even still mm-hmm. some of those, I just remember it just being very bored listening to it again. I was like, man, we used to listen to this a lot, <laughs> but I don't want to listen to this. I do not want to listen to this now. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just at a very different point in my life, but I remember listening to it and I'll be like, wow, oh, this is, just, let's, I'm just going to go to Lord knows. I know that's coming soon. Like, <laughs> oh. let's get to that. <laughs> Let's get some get to something fun. Maybe that's all I'm looking for now. Maybe I'm just mm-hmm. only looking for fun. Maybe that's why I like honestly never mind so much or COB or whatever. I'm just looking for the fun stuff. Just mm. give me the goods. You're you're, you're looking for I'm too sexy for my like. Come on, Drake. Oh, absolutely, God. absolutely. Oh. Anytime you can flip a classic, do it. Unless he can't do it, and and he couldn't, <laughs> you, he did it. Yeah. He absolutely did. I it. think I like that song. It's kind of fun. That's a fun song. And the video is great. Yeah, it's like it's it's supposed to be silly. I think that song's supposed to be. Yeah. It's silly. It's a, yeah, it's, it's it's like a it's almost like a like a, a, a Eminem song, like a first single. Like it's like a yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was ridiculous. Like the video's ridiculous. The song's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and this is and this is where he he pisses off the culture because it's like he he could be a goat. But he does stupid, ridiculous shit like that, that. But he is a goat. He's a goat no matter well, what. He's not a hip hop culture goat. Like he's not. He's not in the same. I I don't see a Jay doing a stupid song like that. I don't see a Biggie. <laughs> and Biggie was well, fun, but Biggie wouldn't do a stupid song like that. Kendrick won't do anything. Did Biggie stupid died like that. when he was twenty four. No, but Biggie, Biggie has a. That's true. Yeah. Biggie Biggie has a, a skit on his second album where he's just taking a dump on a woman. Like that's the whole it, point of the song. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He did. <laughs> you never know where these things could go. Or no, that's pretty. Or like uh, the, the like the player <laughs> hater song. Yeah, like I feel like there's gonna be more of that to come if Biggie would have lived. Like the player hater. Like they knew he, they couldn't sing, but they're like, yeah, we're just gonna sing this anyway because it's stupid. <laughs> yes yeah but there, but there's a difference between being like yo you're with your boys and you're being stupid and then being like oh i know if i flip this right set fred song we're gonna make much but a lot of money off of it and it's just gonna be a really shitty track but whatever it's gonna hit the club that's what that was that was that was capitalism 101 <laughs> whereas biggie taking a shit is not capitalism it's it, it, in mind it's funny it's funny <laughs> It's it's capital. Yeah, people want it's, Biggie taking shit. Yes, on people. that's what he, that's what we want to see. Big do rest in peace, Big, <laughs> with your shitty ass. Yes. <laughs> you would have done. 
you would have shat on so many more women <laughs> and record funny skits about it. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's not good. God. More stories to tell. <laughs> <laughs> my, my last theme about like this album is like, there's like, uh, I'm just going to like lift exactly what Stanley said about Beyonce's four, where Drake feels more confident to step freely into mm-hmm. vulnerability where it's like, um, I think later he kind of loses that because everyone is just like, oh, it's not hip hop. It's gay. It's blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You're not masculine. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like went like, well, you know, I, I guess I'm just going to like rap really hard to prove myself. And then the Pusha T verse happened. And he was like, oh, I got to be super guarded. I got to just like, I'll just like take my ball and go home basically. And like be on the throne and like, but like not like be on this kind of hollow husk of like this potential that I had. Um, so it's like, it, it feels like he, but here he feels like very free to like express himself and like kind of weave this pettiness and like this, <laughs> you know, braggadocia with like this regret and this forlornness and like this, uh, melancholy and like real despair mm-hmm. sometimes too. Like, like Marvin's room is like a really sad, like that's like, that song is like his villain origin story a little bit. Like this is like. Like, like the hero's like, why are you the way you are? And then you flash into like the bad guy's eyes. And, like <laughs> this song plays. You know, it's funny. Uh, funny about Marvin's room is that Drake was so hot that that was a hit. Imagine how many people could have made that song a hit. It's not a hit single at all. There's yeah. no, there's nothing about the formula. It's an album cut. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing about that. It's like, oh, this is going to play everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or mm-hmm. this is even going to make an album. You're, this is going to make an album. This, that, that's a mistake for 99% of artists. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the actual voicemail of his ex-girlfriend on the song and she apparently sued him for that because <laughs> he was she was like hey that's me the, like, <laughs> like you should have asked <laughs> and then the, the the uh the thing that's come back in recent years where where he says the uh my white friend said the n-word i hope nobody heard that <laughs> yeah, that was a weird, weird way. To weird. You didn't have to it. say that on the song. You didn't have to put that in the song, but you did. Anyway, you did. And here, here we are. I wish you didn't, <laughs> but you did. But you, did. <laughs> but you put that in the song. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the the white half was uh, tripping. Right <laughs> <laughs> but it's like also like the. Um, I think that is a weakness of his career eventually, like where he tries to please everybody. But I think he like in this is kind of more of a feature than a bug where it's like you're able to show the emotional range, like open up the emotional range of what hip hop can do and also what a person can be on an album like this. Like you're able to like show so many like this genuine romantic side and then this like side where he's like a super womanizer and stuff like that um yeah that's like it's kind of cool here but like yeah yeah and i think that's that's where it become it became challenging for drake to stick to being drake and then just trying to be the guy that is again like a huge commodity a huge capitalistic you know entities because Nobody wants to be constantly um, yo-yoed when they're listening to music like this, right? Like, you don't want to always be, like, put in an emotional state, then be like, oh, shit, like, this guy's rapping his ass off, and then cameras comes on. And you're like, what just happened, right? Like, it, throw, it, <laughs> it, throws, it throws you off. But what made Drake so good, like, what made So Far Gone so good was it was that. It was like you could, as a, 
as an individual, quote unquote, masculine person, you could sit down with this artist and actually allow your emotions to flow. But at a certain point, you weren't allowed to do that in public all the time. And so people were like, oh, complain about Drake not being bars enough, not rapping enough like he does on Lord Knows. But in actuality, it's us as a consumer not being able to digest this type of body of work, this type of emotional vulnerability without something else. Like what made like Kanye so good was that he was emotionally vulnerable, but he was also production-wise like ahead of anyone else. So that sound, even though you're being kind of put through the ringer that sound from the 808s for example it just sounded so good that you're like yo i can still tolerate all of this emotion because I'm, I'm getting these 808s that are just you know hitting me so nice and with with drake like what drake, an overrated album by the way oh my god another episode another episode we need a spin-off we need a spin-off of overrated underrated and why is kevin wrong <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great name for it, honestly. That'd be <laughs> overrated, underrated. Why? Um, yeah. So anyway, so so I think that's why you know it's Drake went where he went because he's just like you know what I, I can't be doing these projects anymore because no one's gonna hook on to me. Like by trying to satisfy everyone, he would have satisfied nobody because nobody wants this mixture. So he's like, okay, I'll do. If you're reading, it's too late, and that's for my hip hop heads. And then I'll do honestly, never mind later on, and that's for like my house heads. And then you know I'll do these different types of projects and try to throw in a Twenty One Savage here to give me like, all right, like I'm still you know connected to that part of the culture. And so I think he's like he, and it, and it works, like it works. But we lose him. This is him. Like take care is actually Drake, the whiny emotional oh my god this girl isn't yeah, talking to me i'm gonna i'm gonna call that. her a million one times but i can still <laughs> rap because i listened to fonte and big poo and like little brother was my favorite group so i still can rap i'm an underground king like that was drake the the textures on this album are so good because it's so him yeah wow deep um deep. yeah like cert again like certified lover boy is and views tries this where it's kind of like doing everything at the same time. But it's also like... Yes, because Views is not for him, though. Views, views is for us. Views is him doing absolutely. the Drake for us, right? So he's like, what would you do if you were writing a play or creating a playlist? Yeah. You put all of these tracks together. I'm going to curate this playlist, and it's just me, so you're going to love it. But it's not about Drake at all. It's about us, like the yeah. culture, Toronto, all that kind of stuff, right? So it's a radio station. Yeah. I think what he understood... Um, that like, you know, maybe like old heads, maybe like, like who are like a little more stubborn, don't quite understand is like, people don't listen to albums anymore. Yeah. Like people mm. like, not really, mm, you know, absolutely. and like people, the way Spotify works is the, you get a, you get a bigger bump if you're put on a, pl someone else's playlist, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So like if views is like, there's a hard, hard, awesome rap song here. Like Scorpion is just like, you know, just like, ah, just like, here's everything I've ever thought ever. And then like, I like mm -hmm. nice for what? I like nice for what? I got to put that on my cool playlist or whatever. It's like that uh, episode of the bear when, uh, when they're like the power goes out and they just like, <laughs> let's just put every, put 32 chickens, put them on, put, put the beef, put yeah. every, put every, cook everything. <laughs> that, that's Scorpion. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a perfect description of Scorpion. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> 
bad album. <laughs> so let's go through. That is not a bad. That's not, not a bad album. I agree. That's great. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. Jaded is on that. That's album. the problem. I can't listen <laughs> to it because it's, it's <laughs> jaded is on that album. It's too long. It is very long. So uh, let's go through highlight songs and lowlight songs right this break. Click. Uh, and we're back here talking about highlight songs and lowlight songs about Take Care. Uh, so, Kevin, what's a highlight song from this album? You seem to have liked that uh, Rick Ross Lord one. Lord knows, yeah, baby. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the, that, whew, that's the watermark huh. right there. Huh? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> 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 I mean, come on, man. That's the, that, yeah. Um, but, yeah, for me, Lord knows that's 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 the high mark. I mean, that's that one is just a certified banger on all levels. You can listen to it in the you can listen to it in the car. You can listen to it, you like just chilling on the couch with your headphones on. You can listen to it with a girl. You can listen to it with your boys. It's it's everything that you want out of a out of a hip hop song. It's like mm, and the just I mean just blaze put his. One of the last real great Just Blaze. Be- I don't know. Maybe I'm sleeping on the more recent Just Blaze things, but I feel like this was like the crescendo um, on because hip hop producers mm-hmm. have such short windows. It's ridiculous, and he's had one of the longer windows. Um, but yeah, that's that beat. That beat. I, I, it makes you want to rap when you hear it. It's like, oh, like, am I about to do this? Like, am I? <laughs> Should, do I, I? I got something. I got. And then, and then you're like, I'm about to rap, but I don't know what. And Lord knows, Lord knows what the fuck. Shit. Still don't got it. Nah. Still don't got it. <laughs> yeah, this is this one. I remember listening to this album the first time. And my little brother and I were listening to this. And when we heard the... We're like, oh, who's, who produced this? And when you hear the Just Blaze, you just knew. You knew at that point, yo, this is going to be fire. You're in it. It's it's a perfect and you Kevin you call that like that that duo you know Drake has so many yeah. collaborators but Some him and Ross yeah. they have a Kim real Chim- yeah. amazing chemistry yeah yeah so that and it yep. shows here it shows I I like the line uh, in this bitch all drinks on the house like Snoopy like that's <laughs> that's so funny yeah that is really yeah. hilarious. <laughs> God, there's so many highlights. I'm like, I'm like scrolling here. I'm like, what do I want to say? I mean, there are the obvious ones. I, I really like Underground Kings. Okay. Personally, yeah. I think, I think the, I think the beat's nice. I like how he wraps the flow on that one. I think it's really good. I like that he still associates himself at this point as an underground. He says it a bunch kind of, of times. He says rapper. it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I like the, the theme behind this and. Yeah, it's just it's just fire when Drake raps. Like Drake is a really good rapper. Like he's a really no matter who writes his lyrics. I was thinking <laughs> about this today actually. You know, like like actors, we never say to actors, "Oh, you didn't write the scripts. So you're a bad actor." Like like, I, and I understand there's a real kind of um, an identity behind the lyrics where you have to stand behind the story and say like, "This is my story." But but Drake, like no matter who writes his shit or who wrote his stuff. It, it's it was still Drake and and the story he's saying here I think is a really good one so I, I, that's a highlight for me. I really like uh, you guys are saying like all the like harder songs and stuff like that like where he's like super cool. I really like the when he's like sensitive and sweet and like kind of like for sad and stuff like that. I, I think that's more interesting to me um, because like the reason why like if you're reading this it's too late is like 
not in my top tier Drake albums <laughs> is because because it's like pretty one note. It's like pretty like I'm fucking cool. I'm awesome. Look at all these ladies. All it's like it's pretty Absolutely. straightforward. Where like a act song your, like shot from act your age, not your girl's age. I was thinking <laughs> I, I was thinking about that line the other day, and it just made me laugh when I was getting in the shower. Act your age, not your girl's age. When he was dissing Tiger, <laughs> talking about Kylie. I was like, oh man, what a time. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, but like like shot for me is like. For the way he's able to like effortlessly bob and weave from hip hop to R and B is like so cool. Like where like and also like his vocal performances like like his vocal performance back here is like way more impressive, way more like oh he's singing, he's like really putting his heart into it. Um and I like in this song, like the R and B section is braggadocious actually and and petty while the verse is introspective and going like regretful and stuff like where it's usually the inverse. It's usually like, I love the complexity of this song. It's just like, uh, he calls himself Mr. Perfect and implies that the gossip is what destroyed the relationship, but also, you know, he wishes them well and like wishes them happiness because they're like drinking so much, but also is like the line, like it's worse because you know that I deserve it is twofold of like, you should have supported me, but also like maybe the fact that I wrote this song means I deserve to be miserable a little bit. Yeah. Maybe because I chose my career over you, I deserve to be miserable. I deserve to be sad and writing this song. And it started with me going like, I'm in your speakers right now. You hate when the song plays. <laughs> so I think it's really cool. Uh, one of my favorites uh, and is one that I did a parody to was Hell Yeah Fucking Right. I just love that song. I felt like. What was your parody of this one? Uh, it was the one where it was just Fresh Prince of Bel, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Bel Air. It was that. It was that. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it was the. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was 2011. I was just throwing stuff at the wall, trying to be viral, <laughs> to, to 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 come and live the life that I live now. It was that was that was the attempt. Hell yeah, fucking right. It's just such a uh, it's such a fun song. And then he kind of like switches yeah. up the flow a little bit. You know, he does that whole thing. The, the video is super fun where they're doing the bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just love everything about Hell Yeah Fucking Right. It's just. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big on acronyms. Shout out to acronyms. Always, always <laughs> fun. No one actually. Everyone, the, the funny thing about that song is that I've literally never heard anybody ever say H-Y-F-R. I've only heard people say hell <laughs> Never. It doesn't catch on yeah. the same way as like YOLO. Yeah, it doesn't, no flow. No. no flow to that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say like YOLO is the better Wayne and uh, Drake collaboration, in my opinion. I think that's like way more iconic. Well, like, of course. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, more iconic. Uh, I, d- I disagree. I, was, I disagree. I, I, Wayne I think, is I think on. This, yeah, go ahead. What I would say is that Hell Yeah Fucking Right is the better song. The motto is more iconic because of the YOLO and all that uh, good stuff. It's just so good. All my exes live in Texas like I'm George, George Strait. Like, who says that? <laughs> like, oh, he's so good. He's, he's, he's really good in this. I, I'm, I'm on the Andrew vibe a little bit now because I was like, okay, well, we want to go more kind of introspective. I love Doing It Wrong. I think Doing It Wrong is a phenomenal song. And it has two of the better bars for me, at least. When he says, when a good thing goes bad, it's not the end of the world. It's just the end of the world that you have with one girl. Yeah, that's good. It's such an amazing way of like summarizing how big a breakup feels, but the reality of the breakup. 
because it isn't really the end of the world. It's like, yeah, it sucks, but it's just that minute that that small world that you created that felt big that's ending. And I also like the the line about being a generation that doesn't fall in love, uh, not being in love and not being together. Like I think that that kind of um, introspective observation is really interesting for him too, because he struggled with actually maintaining a relationship, at least publicly, throughout his whole career. Like I don't know which girl Drake's been with that he was with for more than a year throughout his his celebrity his fame and it's like it's like he is that generation of wanting to be in love but not being able to be in love or staying with that person even though it may feel like you're going to be with that person forever so again this this whole and he admits it that he's doing it the wrong way and then to have stevie wonder to come in there it's just it's just really i know it's a slower I, and i get kevin what you were saying about re-listening this and how slow it sounds but this is like it's awesome to have a moment where you can actually pause and then be like oh shit like i can cry if i need to you know drake's telling me i can do this so i can you know what i mean so i i I really love love this version of drake a lot it's like that song too is like he's you know it's set up in the previous songs that he's like super heartbroken from marvin's room and stuff like that And then this song, he's like breaking someone else's hearts and he's like being, maybe he's being a little cavalier and like this girl has become attached to him. Um, But at the same time, he's incredibly sensitive and incredibly mature and incredibly attuned to what this person, to to the right thing, the right thing would not to be, to lie to her and go, I actually love you. Mm -hmm. I, I, to temporarily ease her suffering in that moment. Like she's, he's doing the right thing. Like, and like, yeah, it's great. I think the one-two punch of Take Care Marvin's Room is like just Damn, like I was going to go Take Care bat. next. I was going to go Take Care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the chemistry is unreal, and this is only the start of it. Like, it's by the time it gets to work, it's just like so like, oh, yeah. my. Like, it's it's so sexy, like, yeah. by that time. Like, by the time it develops into that. Um, and also just like the – this is like the – you know, everyone says like Drake caters to women, but I feel like this is the most successful version of that. Like, I feel like, like some of these, like I like make me proud, but there's a little bit of condescension in it. There's a little bit of like, Mm. like I'm so proud of you. Okay. Thanks dad. Like I don't need (laughs) your approval, you know, like it's like, it's like, so there's that. And then like, um, it's so romantic. It's so like, they're they're the mutual care for one another like this is like him like this is the song that caters to a female audience that doesn't feel weird or pet predatory at all or transactional in any way it's like this mutual like thing and like the melody incorporates into the verse it's like this is one of the best rihanna features is one of the best pop rap verses ever um it's like yeah it's it's good it's really good yeah no it's and then and then like then leading into Marvin's room, just like this is what he like. He's like, I'll wait for you so that we could have this mutual experience. And then Marvin's room, whether it's the same person or not, it's just like the waiting, bitch. the dev <laughs> 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 the complete like devastation. I'm tired of this. Tired of- Come home, girl. Come home. <laughs> It's the complete oh. devastation of just like having like you you lost that opportunity to like have real love. 
you know, again and stuff like yeah. that. And like, we threw a party. Yeah, we threw a party is like the like that line is like kind of like exemplifies like the hollowness of like how a lot of like people our generation feel of just like, man, like I I guess I'll like become the greatest rapper of yeah. all time because I can't have love. <laughs> you know, I guess I'll like I guess I'll get buff. And I'll like make a lot of money and like have a lot of girlfriends, but I'll never ever like, but like that loneliness yeah. drives you to do things that are like, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like the Anchorman moment, like in Anchorman when he's like, we've been going to the same party for 10 yeah, years no. now and it always that depressing. And then the, the <laughs> awkward laugh, like, <laughs> Cannonball. yeah, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's like a true moment of weakness like that like weakness like i think a lot of like toxic toxicity is driven by weakness like actual like vulnerability and hurts that leads people like where they feel like they have no other option than to like do something kind of toxic um even though like obviously like i don't want to like put too much like empathy and sympathy on for toxic people but like this is like it's it's yeah, it's like a true moment of weakness, and like I'll, I, it's like mm-hmm. people can listen to this song instead of calling their ex. You know, like I think that's the, <laughs> maybe the positive of this song. You know, I mean, there are a lot. I mean, there are a lot of crew love. Let's just stick on that run of take care of Marvel room. Yes, and then just just getting the weekend, like getting the introduction to the weekend is just like it's perfect, and it's it's what Drake was. Drake has this one big flaw for me is that. He can never really introduce an artist and help that artist become even bigger. Like everyone that he's done, it's like, unless he's on the record, it doesn't really catch on as much. But The Weeknd, obviously, The Weeknd is like one of the biggest artists in, yeah. in the world right now. But his, his birth Let me catch you, look at her this. again. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like his birth is like here, right? It's on crew love. So for that alone, it's a highlight. Yeah, for sure. It, and it, 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 I feel like in this time period, it is, could have easily been anyone else, but it was like he felt like he needed to make sure it was the weekend. Like it could, this could have easily been Frank Ocean mm-hmm. or whoever was like mm-hmm. also on the verge of going to the, that next level at this point in their career. Um, I feel like this is the last album, just uh, just the album as a general, like where he's in that original version of drake and i feel like a lot of people still see him in that light like a lot of the old old head quote unquote mm-hmm. um see him in that light like the ah the ah you know when people used to make do that make fun of drake <laughs> doing that like ah, I bet yeah. got a woman that, ah, ah, you know all that drake this is the last <laughs> time we got to uh, see him um because by mm-hmm. uh, nothing was the same he's a different person at that point even the like the sound of his like flow is different he vo- vocally he's different. The way that he puts it together, his verses is di- everything is different. That was the last piece of that old Drake. It's so far. It's gone not Drake. like fully optimized yet. It's like it's like, and I like that about this album. Like Eminem got too optimized. He got too good at being Eminem, yeah. and now it's bad to listen to. <laughs> you know, like now it's like not that good to listen to anymore. Like after Rap God. Yeah, yeah. Like after like rap god, he kind of like became like just like guy, you know, like and like he didn't know how to like rap like a person anymore, you know. Um, and like yeah, there's like a problem of like being too good, you know, a little bit like too good at being yourself in a way, um, or like the branded version of yourself at least, you know, kind of like you're just like turning on like a faucet. Yeah. Um, this is who they want. Yeah, I. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, what? yeah, and and not have not have anything to say, right? I think that's why like Kendrick and and I mean Kendrick is a highlight just because it's Kendrick. I know it's not the best Kendrick verse of all time, but just the fact that it's Kendrick and what he does well is Kendrick goes away and lives life and then comes back and reports. Whereas like Eminem, like he had nothing to report after a while, so he's just like, okay, let me just put as many bars I can in a small kind of sentence yeah. structure and make it seem like he's like the rap god, but. M had has nothing to say yeah. anymore. Yeah, and and like uh, the only time like M and Drake have a they, the only time they have like a battery in their back is like when someone disses them and like Drake has to yes. go. You're scared the six. You're scared the six Pharrell. You, you know, like whoa, whoa. yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's a that's a bar. Though. That's a bar. <laughs> it, it, but that was, that was his best verse in a while. I was like, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. He's like really into. It. He's in the pocket yeah. here. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like uh, make me proud. I think that Nikki verse is so good. And like he said, the story behind this is he said that like, um, you know, his female friend was like, yeah, there's not a lot of songs that empower us. I feel like kind of like there's nothing on the radio. That's like really like good, like makes me feel good, you know? Cause like a song like girls, girls, girls by Jay-Z is like, that's like a song about like, the girls I do adore. Like, it's like kind of like two year guys, like to like, a male audience and just like check out all these ladies I'm screwing and like from all around the world, yeah. you know. But it's like, <laughs> what really? This what is the, like kind what of like, the, I'm sorry to get bogged down and take everything off the off the rails per usual. But with the Jay Z song, I think it's just interesting that we interpret it as that. And but what Jay Z was trying to do was like, I'm going to show you how good I am at rapping. I'm just going to like rap about these very specific things and uh, just keep flipping them, flipping them, flipping them. I got this girl. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's like it's just like he's just having fun lyrically, and then it was like, oh yeah, it's a misogynist guy. <laughs> but it's like it's not a song that like you know like it like. Uh, yeah like a woman will listen to it like oh it feels exactly. good <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's like it's i'm but like this is like the there's a little bit of condescension in the song but the part that makes it beyond like kendall roy going fuck the patriarchy <laughs> is him stepping aside mm-hmm. and letting nikki embody like womanhood and stuff like that like look how awesome i am and stuff like that like mm-hmm. she interrupts the chorus and goes, but 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 bad again. Yeah. Like it's like he she does that and she fucking kills yeah, back it. Back when Nikki so, was so. good. Row your boat. It's Pink Friday Friday again. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so fantastic. Yeah. Speaking of fantastic, another highlight for me is over my dead body. I think that Drake, he always for me, he always starts out. He starts phenomenally. Great, yeah. Like every Falling every album that he has. To you. Yeah. <laughs> you like you like that one? <laughs> like Yes, I do. It's sick. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, this one is is fun, man. It's great. It, it just it's it sets the mood. It's that cover, the album cover where he's sitting there with his chicken <laughs> at, at the table by himself. You know, and, and then all of a sudden it, people start showing up, and he's just like setting that mood, setting the table, and everyone's feeling pretty good. They're wondering what's going to happen for this dinner. Like that, this is setting the table for the rest of the album, and it's just. For me, it sounds great. And then Chantal Kravyazik that's on it, she's another Canadian artist. So it's, again, it's a really cool, for us Canadians, we're like, oh, awesome. Like, he's starting off with this ode to Canada. And and you feel like, again, we are being represented, which rarely happens on this kind of platform. So um, it's a great, it's a great start. 
Uh, I think last one we got a shout out like before we get to lowlights is look what you done is like that's like the beautiful superhero origin story like that's like <laughs> and I feel like this song is like kind of like the two instances of love he's searching for like his entire career is like you know he he obviously has that line I love my bed and my mommy I'm sorry you know like <laughs> he has that like so like there's like but it's like the the love of a mother in that first song just like um. I leave you, I leave out, you call me, you tell me you're sorry, you love me and I love you and I, your head hurts, mine does too. And it's just words, they cut deep, but it's our world, it's just too. I see painkillers on the kitchen counter, I hate to see you hurt so bad, but maybe it wouldn't work this hard if you were healthy and it weren't so bad. Like, that is so good. Huh. Like, it's like so, like, the, how fast he goes. Obviously, I didn't do it justice, like, at all. But like, um, it's like, yeah, so he's like looking for that maternal love and then also like that he like kind of like tries to do with the Rihanna character and take care. But then also like um this paternal like approval like that he got from his uncle that he didn't get from his dad initially. Um that he's like trying to get from like hip hop. He's trying to get like like Pusha T and like Kanye and stuff like that. All these like people like He's like Buddy from uh, Incredibles, like you know, like you know, like this, like he's he loves hip hop so much, he loves it so much, and he's like, and all, everyone above him's like, fly home, buddy. <laughs> I work alone, and like he become he became this villain in a way, like that de- that like defeated all the superheroes, kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a beaut- It's a beautiful record. It's such a beautiful record, and yeah, like any any time any time we get into origin story, it's it's cool to understand like from his perspective what it felt like to be Drake in Toronto before he became Drake, the artist that everyone knows and loves, and and what's his rock? It's his mom, right? And and it's and it's and a struggle that was there too. You know, it, there was an urgency. You know, you kind of get why he's like, I got to quit Degrassi and do something different because this acting thing is going to take way, way too long to get to where I want to go to. But I, I can actually rap and I have these connections and I'm going to try to utilize them to actually become this bigger thing than I probably should have been coming from where I came from. So I, I like the idea of like this song, like, his whole career, he seems like super obsessed with the idea of like fake love. I, I'm surrounded by fake love, fake friends and all that stuff. And like, he like raps about that so often um, is because like, he's tasted the real thing, you know, he's tasted the real thing here. Like these are the two models and everything below that is fake and not enough. Uh, low lights, any low lights of this album? Only on camera, only on camera. Uh, it's is, bad. That's a bad song. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's that's bad. Yep, it's yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, like that's like I think like the worst songs are like when, like a song like "Shop for Me" seems like okay. I'm gonna think about the structure of the song. Yeah. Like you know, I'm gonna think about the melody. I'm gonna craft it, and then like some like. Especially if, like, honestly, never mind. It's like that album is like, let me just leave the microphone on and let me just sing for like ten hours, and then like I'll cut a six minute <laughs> chunk out of that. But that's you know? it, though. Cameras is a low light. I don't know what else. You know, I I don't know what I would. I don't know if I would call it a low light, but he didn't land the plane on practice. Like practice should have been better than it was, especially with that with that sample and everything. Like 
it just never got to where I was hoping when I heard about like, oh, wow, he, he sampled uh, Juvie. He had the audacity he, to like do that. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I, I, you know, New Orleans Bouncer Drake is one of my favorite Drakes. And I feel like it just didn't give me that, you know, like when, in my, when I first heard in my feelings, so like I was like, oh, this is going to be a huge hit. Like I didn't it was before obviously it, it became a single or anything. I forget what the first single was. Oh, nice for what? That was the first single off that. But when I when I heard him, I feel like oh, this is this is out of here. Like this is a, a smash hit. Or like, um, what's the one on uh, on Views where it starts off with the dude talking and it's like, why are you always taking me to cheesecake? You know I love to go there. Say I'm making light skin. I can't take you nowhere. Yeah. Like that's the New Orleans Drake that I want to hear. But I feel like practice just didn't get mm-hmm. there. And an album that doesn't have that many low lights for me that constitutes as a low light. Yeah, I'm just I'm just surprised that we're talking about practice. Like we're talking about practice right now. Practice. <laughs> practice? We're, we're talking about, about practice. practice. Not the game. Not, not the, the album. album. <laughs> not the album. We're talking about practice. <laughs> okay, just make, just making sure. Sorry. Go ahead, Andrew. Um. So let's go through final thoughts and ratings. The way this works is we'll rate this album out of ten. Fun metric at the end. I yeah. I mean, I've said it a million times. Like, I love this album. I think it's a really great album. It's it is Drake at his peak for me. It's it's the perfect blend of the two. It, he just sounds <laughs> he just sounds like like the Drake that wants to be um, uh, an artist of all time, like uh, an an all time artist, someone who's going to be uh, both vulnerable and and. Uh, braggadocious someone's gonna be a hip-hop head but also a pop r&b star like someone who can do everything all at once and for that reason i'm giving this album nine (laughs) out of ten yeah i this is like i think drake at his best like i haven't listened to nothing was the same in a little bit but i'm sure i'll like that maybe i'll appreciate it more if i listen to it again um, but yeah, it's like really making me appreciate Drake a lot more, like just like the potential of what he could have been and like even what he, and also like what he is that is like under like maybe a little over hated a little bit, like maybe it's like a little easy to dunk on him. Um, but yeah, like I think the thing that's missing from his later work is this emotional complexity. Like he's like really showcasing just like a human being underneath everything underneath like the all the girls he's sleeping with underneath all of like the the, you know, like the braggadocia and like the all that stuff. I think there's a really compelling, sweet person underneath here. And I think like later on, he's like a little more guarded to show that now or he's had his heart broken a, a little one too many times. Yeah, or like, mm-hmm. or has been like <laughs> low key, like drawn into the manosphere, like a little, like too much to like to show that as frequently as he does here, and it's a shame. But it's also this is a great album. Like the reason we, we love albums is because it's like moment frozen in time. You could enjoy it; it doesn't change ever, unless you're like you know, <laughs> unless Kanye like changes it a billion times, like changes the auto tune of it a billion times. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna give it. Nine young kids going through life so worried they won't be accepted out of 10. My favorite line of this album. I've, we didn't even talk about it. Yeah. For me, I probably, if if this podcast was in 2012, I would have had a much higher score than I do now. But it's still a good album. It's still very good. It's iconic. It's nostalgic. It's all of those things. So I would give it eight out of 10. And Wow. 
it's it's just it's really it's and I, I talked about this earlier, but it's the like the last vestiges of the old Drake. And it's something kind of neat to go back to. Um, even if you go back and listen to like Thank Me Later, even though it's not a great album, but you hear those like old pieces of Drake or So Far Gone, which is a great album. You hear those old pieces of Drake. Um, it's nice to hear. It's nice to go back and hear it, even though some of the songs are tough to get through um, in 2023. Um, so for me, like I said, mm-hmm. I give it eight out of 10. Just And that's really nostalgia is really pushing that one hard because it's just like you, you hear some of these songs and it's like, oh, man, I remember what I was doing at that. Point. Oh, I mean, I made a parody to Polinko to this song. Or I, I, just- <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I got to say, you're probably the only person who's done that. Like, of course. You're probably the only person who's had that experience Absolutely. with this album. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's true. It's true. I just was trying so hard to not make the cliche, I'm, I'm a fat person. I'm Rick Ross parody in 2011. Mm, I was good for you. That's why you made it so far in the <laughs> You know? Yeah, all those other guys, they're gone. They're gone. I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. I'm still here. Like, you know, like I made a parody called Deadlines and it's my it's about the it's about the it's about that website. <laughs> and uh yeah, I'm I, I need um I took it out took out another load on my house and car. So like, <laughs> uh, yeah, so like you, your score is uh eight, eight out of ten uh chicken Chicken, chicken wings, wing. like golden were, chicken like, wings. Yeah, gold, golden. Yeah, okay. Awesome. <laughs> <Gold>. <laughs> All right, so that was our episode on uh, <laughs> drinks. Take care. I feel like we talked about it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like uh, this is our episode. Um, Kevin, thank you so much. Thank you so much for returning no doubt, for being no such doubt. a lovely like internet friend and all this for all for this time. I try. Um, uh, what would you like to plug? What would you like to put out there? Um, now I'm over at Yahoo Sports. So if you ever want to see me doing things, uh, I'm making a lot of content over there. Uh, like I said, I didn't know that they were going to throw me into the fire as much as they did when I agreed to go over there. Um, yeah. But they were like, hey, go talk to these famous people and go make a video about this and make a video about this. And I was like, all right, let's 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 do it. Um so, yeah, you know, we're just rocking the Yahoo Sports right now. Uh, get my fantasy league set up over, over at Yahoo. And if you want to find me, go to Yahoo Sports. Yeah, and uh, Kev Chestnut on all platforms? Yeah, you can find me there. But go to Yahoo Sports because, you know, my baby got to eat. Um, so, yeah, you can follow me at Andrew Ambrose Lee on Instagram. and uh, Instagram, you can follow Stanley at Snap of Sten uh, on Instagram. You can follow uh, Harper at Harping About on all platforms. Uh, Michael at Lemon Taco on all platforms. IBMTLTT on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And Kevin, what's what song would you like to play us out with? <laughs> Thanks for staying this long also. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. Um, uh, I have a special request. And uh, it's that we ended with my Allen Iverson Drake parody. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have it, that's <laughs> yes. All yes. right. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a good day. <laughs> Click. Oh no, not me, not me, not me, not me. What are we talking about? We talking about practice, not a game. We talking about practice. What are we talking about? We talking about practice, not a game. We talking about practice, practice. Practice.
not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Man, we talking about practice. Practice. I'm the franchise player. Practice. On the court, I'm the baddest and fastest. These other dudes slow ass molasses. That's why they need practice. They ass.